This is Expedition Company Culture. Hi there and good to have you. My name is Ernst and I believe company culture is the main driver to long-term success. In this podcast, we explore different angles to identify, strengthen and share company culture. I talk to people from different sectors and roles about their vision on company culture and together we land on practical tips and advice to help you get the most out of your company culture. Today, I'm here with Wilco Jung. He's the founder and CEO of We Are The Night. And one of the most influential content marketing agencies in the world uh, in the area of uh, artists and events. Hello. Hello. Good to have you on the show. For people who don't know, what kind of artists and events are you supporting? Who, over the course of the years, I've supported uh, uh, many. I'm back in 2008 when I started uh, full-time working at uh, We Are The Night. I... Um, Within a year, I started traveling with Tiesto. Um, well, um, <laughs> yeah, worked with many artists from Ali and Fila to Cosmic Gate. Uh, we did some things with uh, with all the events, and then obviously for Amen van Buren, um, Ferry Corster. Obviously, I looked into your LinkedIn profile as well before, and you describe yourself as the creator of content solutions. Interesting, huh? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> What I try to do is like imagine, okay, there's a problem here. Mostly like an artist wants to be known or wants to reach fans. How can I do that with content? What type of content do we need then? So that's how I came up with content, creative content solutions. This is also the reason why I invited you to this podcast. Because what's the difference between an artist? And do they have their own tribes, their own culture? Is there things that you cannot do with one artist or the other? Because in the end, you create content to, s- to say it like bluntly you film people waving their hands in the air and shouting oh yeah or film people behind a deck playing records so how do you differentiate between all those different people and different events it's an interesting question because if you look at an artist you mostly have the, the profile of the artist that uh, as people see that from outside so mm-hmm. his fans see that mm-hmm. uh, then, <laughs> then you have the profile of an artist as the management sees it and probably also there's also a profile how the artist himself <laughs> sees it. <laughs> probably. So and there's a, there's a, a, there's also like maybe where the artist wants to be mm-hmm. I- in a while. So there's somebody with a vision behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be either musically or stylish, but also probably in content. Yeah. So and that's what I tend to do. We do mostly we do major events. So yeah. big big public audience events of. 50,000 people at once, mm-hmm. mostly weekenders, and then you have a whole ballpark of well things that, that are important for artists, but also the promoter, but also sponsors, and also like where do you want to be with that festival now? Yeah, basically how we have the different stakeholders in, 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 in corporations where you have like, you have your CFO has a vision, you have your your marketing officer, you have your clients, you have your employees. Everybody has their own opinion about the same subject. S- uh, so you have to find a way to, um, well, balance them or uh, at least have them agree on something. Yeah, and then, y- then you also still have the customer. Mm-hmm. So what the does the customer think? Because if you look at it from a customer point of view, mm-hmm. they are mostly not interested what all the cool things you as a CFO has <laughs> have thought of, but mm-hmm. also not what the CEO wants, but they're looking at the product. Yeah. What's the product? What's mm-hmm. in it for them? Yeah. Um, so that's uh, 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 at a festival, like at events, it's very basic. 
because uh, y- the customer is the fan, uh, the fan, and they expect something from you. And uh, the fabric is the event mm-hmm. and the artist. Yeah. So that's the machine. Mm-hmm. And if the machine doesn't work well, the customer doesn't isn't yeah. happy. But when does the machine work well? That's an interesting question. Yeah. And because it's it, it's mostly it's also perception. Exactly. Because. I can have the same performance of the same artist, maybe with just one light, no confetti, no fireworks, <laughs> no lasers, yeah, in a small venue, mm-hmm. and maybe people will think, "Oh, it's not that great." Um, I will put him on the main stage mm-hmm. with a lot of fireworks to it, yeah, and then people go, "Whoa, this is really good." Yeah. So uh, if if we keep on translating this into the corporate world again, so you're saying don't just focus on one thing, but make sure the entire package is right. So don't just create a fantastic employer brand, for example, of create something, a, a great tagline, whatever, that you have to create an entire story. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the whole story needs to, f- to, to fit the product. Mm-hmm. So just a tagline, it's, it's very interesting, maybe yeah. in a boardroom, mm-hmm. but it doesn't resonate into your audience. Yeah. It needs to the whole package needs to needs to fit. Mm-hmm. There's no need to have a not so major artist on a main stage with all the all the described things uh, like all the fireworks. Do it next, uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, doesn't work. Because out of character, mm-hmm. stay in character. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the interesting w- thing you should do. Like if you're in a boardroom, what is the character of your company? Yeah. And then also the question is is actually the character of your company is that in line with what you want it to be mm-hmm. or can you get it there yeah and how do you um get people to agree on that character because i can uh, i can imagine that the different stakeholders you work with uh, from the event organizers to the uh, to the to the artists to the management and uh, when well you name them how do you make how do you uh, make them agree on okay this is what we're going to be doing here this is what we believe in, and uh, this is the dream that we're going to sell to our customers. If you look at it, it's very, it's very basic because it's, it's, it's uh, for everybody. It's the question: What's in it for them? Mm-hmm. If you solve that one, yeah, for everybody, all the stakeholders involved, mm-hmm. then you can get them on board. And is this one answer for all, or are you zooming into the different stakeholders and give them all uh, a specific answer? Are you building? Are you working towards one? identity for your event for example yeah i would i would uh, for an event I, I look at the identity identity my customer wants it to be mm-hmm. and then i will look at it what can we do for with it and yeah. what's in it then for the artist what's in it for the visitor mm-hmm. it might be interesting to take a look at okay this is who we want to be what kind of people fit who we want to be and how do we wa- how do those people want to be treated yeah well, for instance, I, I had a customer, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, he only wanted to have females with large visible female objects <laughs> in his <laughs> video. Yeah, and uh, it was totally out of character for the festival and for the audience that was visiting there. Mm-hmm. But it was his personal favor. How do you make sure that you stay in line with the character or the culture? If we talk to corporations. Um, without having to worry about individual preferences of, uh, of of people, because basically what you're saying is, hey, you uh, the CEO might like this or the CFO might l- might like that, is that you have the conversation on, okay, but who are we? What's the essence? And what I do then is 
look at the, my customer, mm-hmm. look at the festival, the promoter, or the artist, and look at it. Okay, who is he now? Mm-hmm. What are they doing now? Mm-hmm. And why did how did they get there? Yeah. What is the audience they have now? Do they want to keep this audience or mm-hmm. the, like translate it to the customer? Yeah. Or they w- do they want to move to somewhere else? And then you already have like two stakeholders involved, like mm-hmm. your customer, uh, audience, and uh, your internal uh, the product what you now have. Maybe to me, you need to, to me, it feels like that you're turning it into one puzzle instead of a couple of puzzles. You're bringing all the pieces together. It needs to f- it needs to become one puzzle because otherwise you won't be able to drive a consistent message. Well, for me, for me, that's the the the, the magic in it. Solve all the puzzles. And yeah then solve the mystery. Yeah, yeah. but if you're looking at from from, from that direction, so uh, if, if we're looking at the, the dance world, so you have multiple festivals where the same DJs can play. So you can have two distinctive uh, festivals where you have the same DJs uh, playing. So how do you make sure that the content that you create is different between the two of them? There have been and there will be, hopefully in the future, Festivals were almost the same artist, the same lineup is, yeah. um, maybe also the same audiences, but they can have a very different content feeling to it. Yeah, but that all de- depends on how you how you make your content marketing. Like, yeah. why are we making this? That's all. That's always a question. Mm-hmm. If you solve why are we making this, mm-hmm. and you yeah. dive in the deep to the to the to why why it needs to be that way, then a lot of the puzzle already falls together. Well, I can translate it into the corporate world again. I would say that you don't start with we want to create a video, but we start to with uh, describing what we want to bring bring to the customer, to the employee, to the potential employee. Where you say okay. This is who we are. Yes, we have uh, similar jobs that our competitors have. We have similar products that our competitors have, but we are different because otherwise we would be our competitor. When you're identifying yourself, you're looking for similarities so that you know, okay, this is where we are are all on the same page. But when you're looking outside, you're saying, okay, how am I different in content? So I might create a testimonial video with a customer, but in that video... We will be asking him more personal ding- things because our company is more personal than others, for example. It hmm? can be really small things. If I will be an intern coming into your office, yeah, how would I be, be greeted? Would that be at a secretary or is it somebody in a suit or mm-hmm. is it somebody in a jeans? And it's the same with the video, with content. What's the feeling? Is yeah. it very static? Is yeah. it open? Is it closed? So you need to deliver on each and every moment, on each and every touch point yeah. that your customer, your employee, your everyone has with your with, with your product. Yeah, and that's what you're doing um, with your company. It's it's people dancing and enjoying music. Yeah, but it might feel totally different. Yeah, it might feel totally different, but it also lies in the people that make it. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is we also, when we make content, we look at uh, employer branding kind of view. So we look at a festival of 50,000 people and there are about 800 to 1,000 people working backstage to get that done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to hire the right people. That's where it starts. Yeah. The the the, the vibe and the, the, the whole feeling of a festival mm-hmm. get ma- gets made by the people that work there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I only <laughs> provide tools yeah maybe mm-hmm. hire them but also that is like that makes a festival the people behind the bar route or the help how is the, the customer journey totally like 
in line with the, with the artwork or not? Are you over or under promising? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 all that needs to be in line. I don't know. I'm I'm not involved with all those things. But I, what my company is good at, I think, is look at the bigger picture. Look at yeah how that feels and um, how we can complement that whole overall feeling. Yeah, it also feels like that with uh, creating content from a cultural perspective to create like a, a tribe feel, a, a feel of something that you want to belong to is that you need to be consistent, but also relentlessly keep focusing on what's important to, uh, to, to, to the company, to the event, to the artist, so that you constantly go back to not, oh, the, the video looks great or the, the copy is great, that you constantly go back, okay, what do we want, what kind of feeling do we want to convey, and is this how it works? Yeah, and maybe you've making the choice to go for a different audience mm-hmm. or for a different music kind mm-hmm. of uh, kind of music style yeah but then you also need to stick to the line and probably you will get pushed around so you need to be strong and, and and pretty persistent in guarding that culture at the beginning of the project you start with all the different stakeholders you agree on something as a company culture person you need to protect the decisions that were made so this is what we said this is what we're going to do so we need to stick to the program so we cannot say because an individual has an idea uh, we will do this no you need to go back okay this is the decision that we made this is the direction where we're going and we're going to follow this and we can change but then we need to go back to the beginning again and change and then we can do it try to not be a politician (laughs) (laughs) try to try to be somebody we have we have drawn out the lines what we want to be, how we want to be that, what ki- kind of feeling it needs to be added to all the content we make and uh, try to stick to it. Yeah. Not because one or two people don't like it. Actively monitor it because yeah. if it's too much, you might go <laughs> need to go back to the drawing board or maybe you have alienated your audience. And is that something you really want to do? And if the answer is yes, then it's still the right way. But if the answer is no, no, we don't want to alienate it. Is this something that you as the vendor can all guard? Or do you work closely with people that w- with, your, with your clients? It's a close cooperation. We hardly have any uh, uh, companies that just say, uh, this is the problem and uh, we'll see the content and it's ready. It's, just, it's, it's hard work mm-hmm. and long nights and <laughs> a lot of discussions uh, actually to get it there where it needs to be. But once it gets there, it isn't done. It's like it's 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 a living thing. If you if you look at the time where we, a time where we now are in, like in the COVID nineteen era, where there is no physical festivals and it's all content, but all my clients are doing their own thing. There's nobody now. I'm I gotta be honest. The most of my clients just are trying to low budget now do their thing, mm-hmm. and they're alienating their values, the culture, and they're not looking what the customer really wants. It's basically, this is the true test for the culture. This like, because these, these are hard times. So if you move away from your culture, this decisions that you made, the, 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 the long-term vision that you had, you're basically s- saying culture was only for good times. Yeah, that is strange, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think there's research that says like, culture is the worst things leaders are willing to tolerate. But it's also, to me, I'd like to add, culture is what you do when times get rough, when people push back, when there's no money. 
that's the to me that that's like the biggest biggest opportunity to start working on your company culture because that's where you can prove that's not just a thought that's not that it's not just an idea uh, that you had when, when when things were going up that you spent money on because you have money to spend but that you have to invest in that culture the moment it gets harder yeah it should be a safety so it should be one of the things you know they're still there yeah yeah but you can still trust on yeah yeah Mm -hmm. in hard times it's the culture that you rely on that you can fall back on it's almost like a like a military camaraderie for good times or worse yeah yeah for for good times for worse like i I can count on that and that's 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 kind of strange that a lot of well i I can imagine the financial things are interesting now, very interesting. It's for me also, but why sh- why abandon everything you believe in once it gets rough? Gets rough. I, d- uh, I really don't get it. It's really interesting because you see this happening a lot, especially in this topic. I see in the corporate world as well, things are getting rough, so we lose the the human face again, um, which shouldn't be necessary because I think you can still reach out and connect you don't have to because you have to fire lots of people you don't have to uh, change the way you are i think you can do the things that are necessary for survival of your company or or your festival without alienating your employees or your customers or whatever but it's hard it's hard yeah that's something that i really want to talk about as well like the how do you see your clients working with it that are doing it well because it's really hard work because you don't have any money you don't have any work and you're still trying to protect something that's really at your core there's there are a few client clients that do it really well they stick stick to the values and they're open they mm-hmm. communicate a lot but there are also those that don't do that this is a very interesting time yeah things yeah. are moving changing why does it go uh, where does it go to that's it it's it from a entrepreneur point of view it's a very interesting time yeah yes. because there's chances and opportunity and this yeah. says a lot about the col- the culture in your company i would say right one of the things that you said to me before it's never done it's never over no it's just it's, it's like a company is like a house is never done there's always work to do because you're never done that's ba- it says a lot about how you how you how you want to work maybe it's nice to take a look when we're wrapping up the tips that we could give uh, the listeners today because we've sp- spoken quite a lot of things. We always speak very fast and say a lot, lots of things. <laughs> so it might be interesting to create some kind of summary where people who've made it this far are getting a reward for something that they can actually do. What kind of tips would you give to uh, people in, in corporates to start working with their culture and, uh, and growing their culture? Well, look at the people that want to change. Identify them. And make them front runners. Yeah, yeah. So the the people that are really, really the ambassadors to your culture. Yeah. Look at the believers. Also look at that guy that doesn't believe it at all. Make him believe it. That person is a challenge because that person needs to be yeah. on board as well. You need to have everybody on board. Yeah, you need to have everybody on board. But first, f- before you have anybody on board, have yourself on board, and maybe your team, like your mm-hmm. two, three people that needs to g- need to go out and need to or make other people believe those really need to believe it but to the core if they don't believe it nobody will believe it yeah so you say start with a small group of believers and convert the non-believers one at a time yeah yeah one and at a time and and then you keep on moving pr- and that's where where, where where the house is never done because there's al- al- always people that need to be convinced and you need to be consistent in what you do obviously 
but also give them give them enough firepower within the company. Mm-hmm. Like I worked in a, I worked in <laughs> diverse companies, except my own. Yeah, uh, and I had the opportunity to look in a lot of a lot of companies, and uh, yeah, don't forget people that you put to the task to change things or to put a culture into the company, they will get pushed around. So if you don't have their back, nothing will happen. Yeah. So that's designed to fail. You need you need to have a small empowered team. Yeah. Uh, three things. Give that a small team, make the team go into the company, mm-hmm. but have their back at all times. Be responsible as, uh, as yourself as well, because there's lots of of stakeholders involved in this in this kind of topics so you need to be hands-on and understand what you're doing about what you're saying is is who you are thanks Hugo. it was really nice talking to you if you have any questions feel free to drop me a line and if you feel that you have something important to add to the company culture product reach out and we might do an episode with you as well thanks so much and see you next time